You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 162 of that one time on tour is brought to you by the band Compilations. Compilations is based in Austin, Texas and plays melodic punk rock and power pop for fans of Game Face, Jimmy Eat World, and Texas is the Reason. The song I'm about to play for you features Robbie Cronholm from Taxes and Crumb and Stella Maxwell from Cruiserweight on vocals. Terry Irwin, the band's primary songwriter, says Robinson Avenue was written for my teenage son, who has struggled with his mental health even long before the pandemic complicated our lives. I feel that anyone struggling with life's challenges can relate to the lyrical content. For more information on compilations, you can find them on all of the streaming platforms and the socials at Compilations Band. Now here it is, their new single, Robinson Avenue. Down. 
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Jason from Authority Zero, and you're listening to that one time on tour. Run for the road, cause it's going on and on. We'll be driving through the darkest night until the break of dawn. We'll be heading for the cities, another show for us to play. To get back in the van, tomorrow we'll do it. Hey, hey, everybody out there in podcast land, what is going on? As always, this is Chris Swinney, and I am your host for that one time on tour. If this is your first time joining me, this is my podcast where I get to sit down with someone in or around the entertainment industry and have a stellar conversation. Uh, I hope you're all doing well out there. Like I always say, staying safe, staying healthy. Everything is going really, really well here at Swinney headquarters. I'm staying busy. I'm writing for the full length, for the fire sale full length, my new band, teaching a lot of guitar, hanging out with the kiddos and my wife. Uh, we're getting ready to take a family vacation to St. Croix in a couple weeks. I'm a little scared. It'll be the first time having the kids on an airplane, uh, not to mention a very long layover in Miami. So we will see how that goes. We have to charge up the tablets and and get the Wi-Fi and everything going for that. But uh, it's going to be an adventure, that's for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I wanted to let you all know again. I will be taking the month of July off from the podcast. Uh, I just have a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, but I do, I assure you, I will, be, I will be back fresh in August with some amazing episodes, amazing guests that I'm working on currently. Uh, I may even have a bonus episode or two that I can, I, I think I can make happen during the, the break. I don't know if it'll be like full on episodes, but it'll be something special and fun to tide you over. But that is enough about that. Let's get to today's awesome episode. Today on the program, I got to sit down and have a chat with Mr. Jason DeVore from Authority Zero. I had such a blast chatting with Jason, and uh, we think we hung out once a long time ago on tour. I have this vague memory of it. I think he had the vague memory as well, but we could not pinpoint it. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to leave it at, we think we hung out, but maybe we didn't. <laughs> Authority Zero has a killer new record that just dropped called Ali Ali Oxen Free, and it is so, so good. It is vying for my record of the year already. I, I just, I love it so much. When I was, when I was visiting my in-laws last month, they, they don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have very good cell service. It's real spotty. But they do have Sirius XM radio, like on their cable or their on their Dish Network thing. And one day I was hanging out, and we had the the Sirius XM on. And all of a sudden, I was like, "I know this song. What is this song?" And it was the new Authority Zero. It was really, really awesome. I even texted their drummer Dally, good buddy of mine, 
And I, I thanked him for brightening my day. And uh, it was really cool to hear those guys on on XM, on Sirius XM radio. And it, it always makes me, makes me feel good when buddies, when friends of mine kind of win, when they're doing well. So uh, props to Jason and Dally and all the guys in Authority Zero on a great new record. You guys have to, have to, have to check it out. So they also just announced, are you ready for this? A North American tour. Shows are coming back. People are going to concerts again. It's awesome. Yeah, they, they just announced a North American tour. They're hitting all kinds of places. You need to make sure you can get out to a show if you can, if they're in your area, if you have to drive, don't miss it. They're a great live band. So just, you know, get out there and see some live music. If you're vaccinated or if you're not vaccinated, but you're safe, whatever, go see some live music and go see Authority Zero. So before I get to my chat with Jason, I do need to pay some bills like always. We have some amazing sponsors for today's episode. The band at the beginning, this is their second time sponsoring an episode, Compilations. Thank you, Terry, so much from Compilations for sponsoring another episode. Your support means the world to me. Awesome, awesome project out of Texas. They have different singers from different bands sing on the songs that Terry writes. It's really, really cool. And you can check them out on all of the streaming platforms and on the socials at Compilations Band. PartsCasterConcierge.com. My buddy Gary, he builds guitars. Check him out. He's awesome. He built one for me. He needs to build one for you. PartsCasterConcierge.com. SBAM.rocks. It's a record label, it's a music festival, it's art, and everything in between. They're putting out my new band, Fire Sales Record. You got to check them out, sbam.rocks. And Stefan, the mastermind behind spam.rocks, he's going to be on the program in August. So you guys need to check that out as well. Last but not least, we have Permanence Tattoo Gallery. My favorite place to get tattooed in the world in downtown Anderson, Indiana. I have an appointment Friday, and I think I'm getting something on my chest. I'm not really sure. I might do something different. might just get some gap fill-ins, whatever. I've, I've got a lot of tattoos, and I've got some spots that need some, some fill-in work. So, uh, yeah, I'll be over there on Friday with my buddy Jacob, the owner and proprietor of permanent tattoo gallery make sure to check them out and get tattooed there if you can they're on the socials at permanence tattoo gallery if you have a band or a company and you would like to sponsor an episode of that one time on tour it's super simple just hit me up totot podcast at gmail.com or dm me on the socials at totot podcast and we will get it taken care of you can uh, support us on Patreon if you would like. It is patreon.com forward slash TOTOT podcast. If you would like to make a one-time donation to your favorite podcast, you can hit up my personal Venmo. It is at Christopher Swinney. That is C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-S-W-I-N-N-E-Y. I say it every week. The easiest and most cost-effective way to support this show is to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen, wherever you consume your pods, and make sure to follow us on the socials at TOTOT Podcast. I'd like to give a shout out to our art director, Sarah, over at Road Dog Supply for making all of the artwork for the episodes look so snazzy and awesome. Make sure to follow her on the Instagram and Facebook pages at Road Dog Supply. She also handle, handles our merchandise, and uh, we've got some really cool 
that one time on tour swag and fire sale swag. And uh, that's over at our website, tototpodcast.com. So check it out. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Today, being that is the last episode before the break, I do have a radio segment. So cue the theme music. On this edition of TOTOT Radio, I wanted to once again highlight a new band that I've really been liking as of late. Uh, I talk about my love of punk rock, metal, grunge, and all things in between on this show, but I also love hardcore, and I've never really talked about that. All kinds of hardcore, like the tough guy hardcore, the melodic, like you name it, hardcore, I like it. Well, there's a new band that I've really been jamming to lately from New Jersey called Scary Hours. Have you guys heard of Scary Hours? They're awesome. I love these guys, and I'm so, so incredibly stoked that I found them. They recently released a new video for the song that I'm going to play. The song is called Precision Grooming, and it totally kicks ass. I love it so much. Uh, Here's a little blurb that I copied from their bio on their website. It says, Scary Hours offers up fresh flavors of thrash, beatdown, and melodic hardcore with Ryan Strzok's trademark vocal ferocity regarding a justice system in desperate need of reform. That's intriguing. That makes me want to listen to him if I don't know what's going on. So uh, I love these dudes so much, and I think you will as well if you're down with the hardcore music. And uh, you need to check them out on the streaming platforms and on the socials at Scary Hours NJ for like for New Jersey at Scary Hours NJ. So I'm going to play it right now. This is their new single, Precision Grooming by the awesome, awesome Scary Hours. Just like this 
So yeah, that was Scary Hours with Precision Grooming. I love the production on that track. Uh, just to make sure if you guys enjoyed that, you need to check out Scary Hours on all of the streaming platforms. They just dropped a video for Precision Grooming, the song that I just played, and uh, you need to check it out too. It is awesome. Check all the stuff out on the socials at Scary Hours NJ for New Jersey. Scary Hours NJ. But that is it for the intro, ladies and gentlemen. I am now going to give you what you came for. This is my conversation with Mr. Jason DeVore from Authority Zero. Here we go. And I'm on the line with Mr. Jason DeVore from Authority Zero. What's going on today, man? Hey, what's happening, man? I'm actually about to get a tattoo here in about an hour. Wow, that's good. I... I'll tell you, man. I'm a I'm a tattoo fan. I, I have lots of tattoos. I only got one during the pandemic because uh, my guy that does my tattoos he was pretty booked up when they opened back up. So my next appointment's in July. It, it's kind of crazy. They're like months apart, you know. Oh man, yeah, a buddy of mine actually. He uh, he just flew out from Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, actually, and uh, he stayed with me for a couple of days. And uh, he's gonna do a couple of tattoos on us here at the house. And uh, just kind of chill out, and we're gonna do a couple things here and there. So, for my first my first tattoo during the pandemic as well. <laughs> well, man, it's it's really cool to have you on the show today. I want to talk about the new record and everything, but I want to. In my mind, I have this vague memory of meeting you. Like I know Dally, I know your drummer. I used to play in the Ataris. I swear that we hung out one time years ago, but I can't. Like, there's no real memories. There's just this vague memory. It was on tour. There's never a real memory. Yeah, tour memories are foggy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, then that's the thing. Like we have so many mutual friends, and 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 when Mike hit me up, and you know your publicist, and, and wanted you to come on the show, I was like, well, of course. I mean, I had Dally on the show. Dally and I are good buddies, and yeah, it was just kind of inevitable that eventually you would be on the show. And I had this weird, like, foggy memory of us hanging out, but it was probably over a decade ago. So I don't know, man. I don't know if it happened or not. It could be a dream. It could be a dream. It, it's, I mean, touring is all a dream, to be honest with you, man. It's like, it's hard to say either way. Well, you, you know, know that. before we get into the new stuff, which I'm really interested in, I want to talk about it. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, this career of yours you've had. The band's been around for like 26 years. You know, when I when I looked at the, the like the former member list, it, it resembles the Atari's former member list. I was the fifth guitarist in the Atari's. So it's. Dude. Almost like a member per year with our listing. It's like 27 years and like there's like 20 you know plus members that have gone through this uh, process. Well, with that, a lot of bands go through that. But what is what do you think the kind of like the the key to your longevity has been? Because you guys, I mean, you guys have been solid since the beginning. Like, is it a work ethic? Is it the love of the music? Like, what is it for you? Both of those, uh, the love of the music, the work ethic, the work ethic, the ethic sorry. Uh, also the fans, um, the drive and desire of like, you know, the effect of tat on people we've come to find out, which every musician will probably say, but you know, and uh, where I stand, uh, personally, uh, and why I stick around and keep on wanting to do it is because I love the energy of it, the level of like intensity that it brings. It's, it's a constant release for one as well as the, uh, fans keep on coming back and giving stories that. You know, the songs, as we've all been through hardships, they've come to get something from that as well. And that's like, it's a big, it's a big part of it. You know, they're bringing their kids out to shows now and it's like a huge thing. 
You know, it's just like, you don't, I don't see any reason to not do it. It just, yeah. it's, it's a, you know. Well, and that's one thing you're talking about positivity. You know, the one thing that I've always liked about your lyrics is it has kind of that PMA, like that, that positive mental attitude. Is it, yeah. is it different now? Like, I mean, after having such a long time writing songs for this band and your solo stuff and everything, is there different inspiration now or is it kind of the same, the well that you draw from when you're doing your lyrics? Um, a lot of it's the same. Honestly, it's just life happening, you know, around you all the time. And it always has been that kind of idealist um, way of writing. Honestly, it's like just, you have shitty days, you have good days, you have things that happen that are kind of cool. And it's, it's just kind of, kind of, you know, this past year and a half, obviously it's been kind of chaotic. And so it just gives you material, material to write, like for what you're, uh, you know, thinking about and just as a release once again, you know, it's just, it's a big release and life just happens and this is part of life. So that's where it comes from. I often, I like having guys on the, on the show that are about my age. I'm 42. I know you're like right around there. Yeah. Thirty-six. <laughs> Look at all 36. There no, you go. 41. No, I like to have, I like having guys on the show that are around my age because, you know, as a musician, it's been a long time since I've released anything. I have this new group. We're putting stuff out and it's kind of different for me because I'm in my forties now. And sometimes I have this weird anxiety because a lot of the bands are in their twenties. They're, you know, they're, they're in their teens. Maybe like, does that, does that ever kind of, you know, being in this scene for as long as you have been, now we're getting up, you know, we're middle-aged pretty much. Sure. Is, is it kind of weird sometimes? Like, because I have this weird anxiety. Maybe for me, it's because it hasn't happened for so long. And now I'm in my 40s. You've had a pretty steady release schedule. But do you ever feel that anxiety? Is it kind of weird for you? I've got anxiety with uh, my more shows a little bit, oddly, because it's like a one-man show kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what would with uh, playing with the, the group which has been a while now, you know, it's been about a year and a half since we played together as a group on stage. Um, it's not as much there uh, when there's, it's almost like the intimate in, you know, the intimacy of like playing just by yourself. That's where it gets a little bit awkward. And I, uh, you know, I've been playing little shows here and there kind of coming out and playing things as things open up or whatever, a little bit. Uh, and that's where it's been awkward because it's been a while since I've done that alone, you know, but with, you know, we've had brand, we've had band practices as well together, and that's been good, and it's been felt, it's felt really good. But we've not yet to play a show together, so I'm I'm not sure to see what happens. But I mean, I think it'll be great. Honestly, I think that people are uh, trapped inside themselves once again with the uh, album name "Ali Ali Oxen Free." It's like come out, come out wherever you are, like feel safe and feel free to be around your friends and family again, given the hardships of everything, and. Uh, I'm hoping for that with uh, the release of this new record and our being able to play out again. Well, let's talk a little bit about the new record. Uh, Ali Ali Oxenfree, it comes out June 18th. Was this yeah. kind of a product of the pandemic? Did you guys write and kind of get the stuff going during the last year and a half when everybody was on lockdown? It was, yeah. It wasn't a, It wasn't actually fully a product, I guess, of it, but it was just... Uh, uh, and a notice of what was happening around us at the time. Obviously, you know, it was like we weren't trying to preach or say anything about this way or that way, but it was really a an idea of like just visualizing what was happening with family and friends and like people were separating and like, you know, you know, people were getting divorced, like because of certain things and different politics and 
because of pandemics, you know, here and there and left and left and right kind of, you know, all this stuff, you know. So it's just like more an observation record uh, as a whole. And we came out to really say something positive with this full record. And then it does come out that way, but it also came out on it well as you know as far as seeing what was happening around us and uh trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel i guess so you guys worked with cameron webb again i wanted to you know i I talked to dally about working with cameron i've had a lot of people on the show that have worked with him i kind of know his track record and how great he is Uh, i know you guys worked with him last time in 2013 what was the decision to go back was it just it kind of felt natural to go back it did yeah it really did he, uh, he's just got a great mind. He's a great producer. He's got great sounds. He gets great tones. He listens to you as an artist as well. And uh, we, we represented like a couple ideas to him uh, as far as what we wanted the record to kind of sound like. And um, we found the right tones. You know, we kind of worked through some things with the tones and guitars and all that stuff and the bass and, you know, you name the drums and big sounds and all that stuff. And uh, he's just great at doing that. And uh, he's just, He's just become, he's been a friend for since the last record, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we just enjoyed working with somebody that's, he's a one-man army, and uh, we work well together. So we really enjoyed working with him again. Now, when Dally was on the show, we, we talked a little bit about, like, kind of the music business aspect of it. With you guys mm-hmm. having the back catalog that you have and the labels that you've worked with, you know, doing this record, kind of self-releasing it, maybe licensing it, or having the physical stuff come out on different labels, was there a conscious effort for that to be the case or did you guys want to like sign to a label? Like how did that all go down? Uh, we thought about the idea of it, you know, I mean, but then we, we've been through that before as well, you know, way back in the day, it's like, we've been independent pretty much through like indie labels that have been helping us out along the way. But I mean, we did the major label record thing back in 2002 and that was great and fun. Obviously we can't negate it because it got us out on the road. It got us kicked up, you know, kicked off after seven years of being a band. Um, so, but I mean, we just really, we've really enjoyed just the freedom of being just a band that's playing and putting ourselves out by ourselves and taking the reins on it, really, honestly, that's what it comes down to for us. And I mean, nowadays we talk about it on this show all the time. You get a distro kit account. If you have the fans and you have that back catalog, what's a label really going to do? I mean, maybe for a physical release, you don't want to dump your money into the physical, maybe, you know, license it out or whatever, but yeah. I mean, maybe a starting off band that doesn't have, you know, a 4,000 person Facebook group that you guys have, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. We had MySpace back in the day, you know, that was it. You yeah. know, that's back. We're actually happening with the group getting signed on our first record. And we, our minds were blown. I mean, we've been a band for seven years at that point playing just local clubs and stuff. And uh, they, for some reason, got interested and uh, we, went for it and uh it just helped kick us off and then from that point on it was like just touring consistently like almost 325 you know so but i mean uh that also brought us to the idea of like you know why are we even bothering with this because it's a new day obviously it's a new time so it's like there's really no point in a lot of that to be honest with you Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris breaking into the action to tell you about an awesome sponsor for today's episode. I want to tell you about Destroyers of Sleep. Destroyers of Sleep are a small Vancouver, Canada-based company that make rad cartoony shirts for the kiddos. A husband and wife team doing their best to encourage kids to draw and to be creative. Check out their Instagram at Destroyers of Sleep. 
for the latest shirt designs, drawing guides, and art tips. They have an exciting collaboration coming up very soon with artist Chris Sherry and a punk rock 7-inch record dropping in August of 2021. So give them a follow at Destroyers of Sleep on Instagram and check out destroyersofsleep.bigcartel.com. Happy drawing. Well, that kind of brings up a question that I had about, you know, you guys have the EP out right now, the back nine. And then yeah. you, you also have the record coming out June 18th. Now, is there a difference between the two or the EP songs on the full length? Like, where did that idea come from to release that early and then put out the full length? Um, it's kind of like just one of those ideas of to at least get people excited about the music coming fresh and coming out in general. You know, it's like we weren't ready to release the full length album. It was like still kind of getting put together as far as promotional things go. And so the EP was uh, just an excitability to let people know we weren't uh, done playing yet, I guess, you know, and just like get people excited about new music. And then with that comes more music coming up here with the full length and then touring to come in later days. That's the idea. <laughs> you guys are playing that Punk in the Park show, right? We are, yeah. It's out in November uh, with Pennywise and I think Strung Out. Um, so I'm trying to think of else that. I think it's, uh, no effects might be on that too. I think they are. I was talking uh, the other day, I think it was Randy Bradbury from Pennywise. I was like, because they're, he's practicing and getting ready for the one that's out there like next week or whatever. And I'm like, man, cautiously optimistic that one's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to cruise out. Um, I was talking to Jim the other day uh, with uh, Pump Rock Saves Lives on a little Zoom uh, podcast also. And uh, I'm going to cruise out and just go check them out and see what's happening and kind of say what's up. That's yeah. awesome. Well, let, let's talk about our mutual buddy, Jim from Pennywise. He actually guests on the record. How? I mean, I know you guys are tied. I, I've seen you sing with them before there's a video that i saw while i was doing some research for for this episode and you know dally dally tells me about being 15 and going and hanging out with them at practice and everything so i know you guys like your two bands have toured together your friends how did it come about to have him on the record as a guest um i just reached out to him honestly i was talking to cameron again and uh i really wanted to um try and reach out to him and see about a debut on the record and there's a song called don't tear me down that's on the record that uh, I thought would be perfect for him to make an appearance on. And uh, I just called him up uh, actually at the studio outside. I was like, Hey man, what's up? He's like, yeah. So what's up with this song? <laughs> He's like, what's it all about them all? Well, and I explained, you know, what the song's about. And uh, he agreed to it. And I sent him over, you know, and I, you know, the song ideas, the spaces, the spots, whatever. And he was uh, totally down for it. So he went for it, did it as his own house, and it turned out really fucking cool. That, that's awesome, man. It's it's just so cool nowadays when you can do stuff like that. Like my new group, we're doing our entire record remotely. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like we've never been in the same room together. So the fact that you can just ask Jim, he says yes, and then later sends his part back, that's pretty crazy, man. No, I was, imp- I was, imp- I was impressed and excited. I don't know what the right right word is for it. It's like, I was just ecstatic, I guess. Uh, He was like willing to do something like that for us. We've talked, I mean, I've talked to my friends locally about reaching out to Jim uh, to do a piece on one of our records. And um, one of my friends, Sadie, Jason Combs, he's always like, well, you never know until you try it, ask him, you know? And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to ask him and see what happens. (laughs) How he feels about it. And he was 
were we open to the idea? It was like he was down the street in California. We recorded the uh, album to get a Cameron's place down in California. So he was about three hours away or something, two hours away. And uh, Jim's like, yeah, send me the track and um, I'll, I'll go for it. He's like, as long, he, he said, as long as it's not out of my range. And I was like, are you kidding me, dude? I'm like, it's going to be just fine. <laughs> I'm like, you've got all the range. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that with you being, you know, around my age. I'm sure we listened to a lot of the same bands growing up. Is yeah. it is it weird for you? I mean, I know you've had this almost 30 year career with this band and you've done all kinds of crazy stuff and toured with all these other bands. But when you're like sure. talking to Jim, I, I've met Jim many times. And when I had him on the podcast, I felt like a little schoolgirl. Like it's it's weird. Like I try to fight it, but I still I'm like in my mind I'm 15 and I'm talking to Jim from Pennywise. Like, do you ever you're like still crowd right you're still in the crowd right there, like watching from the crowd to stage, right? That moment. Yes, yes. I'm still there. Like I can con- conduct myself professionally and I can talk to these people that inspired me, but like I had Lars on from Rancid. I had all these guys on. I had Fat Mike on and I try not to be that fanboy because I want to be a good podcast host, but it still gets sure. me. Does that does that is that ever lost on you after 30 years of playing? It's never gonna be lost. Honestly, it's like every time I've talked to like everybody you're talking about, like and played shows with them, it's still that nostalgia. Like, you know, you, you go back to your youth and all of a sudden you remember that first show you saw. I'm thinking Warp Tour like 2006, you know, even seeing Pennywise like from the crowd. I had like, you know, I was like around the corner, like just dying from the heat, like sweating to death. And all of a sudden I took a small nap, came back around because I heard, you know, and I was like, dress up. Hold on, decline. And so, yeah, so I went running to the stage, you know, and it's like, even like talking after this many years, it's, it's, it's super cool, man. It's like, but it's, it it is, it is, it is strange. It's a strange feeling. Yeah. It's an interesting feeling to have them as your, I've said before, it's like our peers as musicians, as well as like what I grew up listening to. And this was like a 20, 30 year process to get, you know, and now it's like, we're just friends. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird, man. Like I, I think about that all the time because even friends I've made through this podcast are friends that I made while I was touring. Like it still blows my mind that some of these people I know them and I talk to them on a regular basis. If you would have told the high school version of me that, he would have freaked out. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, even middle school. You know, you name it. It's like, <laughs> no, same thing, man. It's like it's 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 amazing to me that they're. The people I've met throughout this career of playing music and playing tours and touring and touring the world and whatever with the bands I've looked up to and the relationship we, we built uh, throughout it all, it's so it's so amazing. And it's, it's, it just kind of reminds you of like why you love doing this music, you know, because there's such open and good uh, heartwarming people that just have something to say and we're all in the same scene together, you know. So let's talk a little bit about the influences of that then. The one thing that I always thought was cool about Authority Zero is you guys mixed many genres together. You know, you've got some of the ska stuff, some of the skate punk stuff. You've got some reggae parts in there. Was sure, was that just kind of however the song comes out, it comes out? Or are you wearing your influences on your sleeve a little bit? Um, no, I mean, it was really just waking up. I mean, because I had my own influences uh, back in the early days, Bill. Our guitar player had his own influences, which was like Chili Peppers and like more blues kind of sound. Uh, our original bass player, Jeremy, had uh, more metal 
kind of his background and our drummer uh, Jim uh, was just he's a, he's a drummer so he's into beats and like slow hip hop and stuff like that nature you know so it all just kind of came together we all just wanted to allow ourselves the uh, freedom to just write stuff you know it wasn't even like we need to make this punk song we need to make this a reggae song or a ska song or whatever like shit came up and we're like all right well let's work with that and it's all music anyways and we'll see what happens you know and then that's what happened and this is this is what happened <laughs> <laughs> what happened is because of all that uh madness of the uh, chaotic minds you know and throughout the years too with new members we talked about that uh everyone's got their own style and also uh personal thoughts on music and um musical tastes and so i've always invited that um with the band members coming in and out just to make sure they feel you know at home yeah uh with the music you know to make sure that they all feel welcome and it's like you are a part of this it's not like you need to you need to fill a spot uh you need to play this certain kind of thing it's like obviously there's certain songs you need to play because songs have been written but with new songs it's like let's see what you got and then Let's fucking ride around that and make it fucking awesome, man. So do you feel like ever, like this might be a weird kind of loaded question, but I've listened to you guys forever. I've been a fan for a long time. I always kind of felt like you were underrated. Like I thought the band was so good, but you didn't maybe get the accolades of your peers. And do you ever feel like maybe because you guys were diverse and you kind of had a lot of those influences going on that maybe that, I mean, it could be a good or a bad thing. Maybe that made you stick out of the scene a little bit different. Yes, absolutely. I think the people that know what we were, what we are, what we have been, I mean, they were confused by us quite a lot um, because we were kind of all over the map, I guess, you know, Um, but that's also something we pride ourselves on was like being, you know, that's punk rock to me. It's like being a stand-up the weird ghost, like the, the ghosty thing that's all floating around. It's like hanging out and like, here we are. Hey, we're still hanging out, you know, rather than like, Oh, we have this race, this punk rock band or something. You know, it's like we were, uh, we have been, uh, just like a very, an, an anomaly, I guess is the best word for it. Do you think but that, love that it. yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys should love it. That I think that's, I mean, I would much rather be different, you know what I mean? than just kind of do the same thing over and over again. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, play the same song you know back to back to back each record to me it gets boring it gets boring for us it gets boring for the people that come to watch us and so we've always enjoyed um the the, the change up of like all the sounds and it just again we're like okay let's throw a little jazz piece in here all of a sudden because this fucking is boring yeah you know it's something different it's because it doesn't make sense and try and make it make sense in some weird regard so one thing i wanted to ask you i think this is really cool you know, I, when Dally was on the show, I joined the Facebook group that is like the fans of authority zero or whatever it's called. And I'm, I'm still on that group and I get the posts all the time. And the one thing that I, that I noticed was there's quite a few people from the States that post about you guys, but there's a lot of international people. Do you feel like that kind of being an enigma and, you know, from my experience, European audiences, South America, Asia, they, they're more accepting if you're a little bit more diverse. Do you think that had a lot to do with your success overseas? It's hard to say that, man. I mean, as far as, far as NASA goes, um, we've done a lot of touring overseas over the years because we, we kind of missed the boat out of the gate 
in the early, you know, pop punk, punk rock scene, I guess, you know, like, you know, the fat wreck kind of stuff. And, and there's a big push for that, I guess, you know? And uh, so we've been doing a lot of makeup time with touring overseas and I'm not sure if it's just because it's, you know, people are paying more atten- attention in those zones uh, because we've kind of, we're so full of fire and we want to make sure that, you know, like we're recognized out there and like uh, let people hear the music uh, or uh, I, we don't really know, to be honest with you. I don't really know. Um, but I do know that um, with us being out there as much as we have been, it's definitely seemingly to like, get people excited about, you know, that genre of music again, uh, a little bit and people are paying attention, which is great. So one thing that I, that I read when I was like, you know, looking stuff up to, to talk to you is that you guys wrote 40 songs for this new record and you whittled it down to 13. Can you kind of take me through that process? Like for one thing, writing 40 songs is crazy, but then, you know, trying to figure out which ones are going to be on that record. Can you take me through that process a little bit? Truly. Yeah. Granted, we had a lot of time, obviously, to do. Oh, sorry. Still there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Sorry. Phone's <laughs> <laughs> uh, going crazy. Um, yeah, we, we clearly had like like a lot of time to actually sit down and relax and write this album and think through things and see things going on around us, you know, with everything, you know. Um, and so with that said, um, uh, the time we had no guitar player, uh, Dan, Dan had to quit the band during that process. So it was myself and Mike, my bass player, Mike Sparrow, uh, writing a lot of the music here because he's down the street from my house. And uh, Chris Daly, uh, who's out in California, obviously. Um, but that's like passing things back and forth, doing that whole process of that with GarageBand and me and Mike getting in here and like doing the acoustics and like banging on things like uh, uh, with demos and stuff on GarageBand, like I say. And it was really like, it was just a fun, it was a fun, long process because we had time to do it. You know, it was like, um, there was, there was no pressure. The last record, we had a bit of strain on ourselves, you know, from broadcasting the nations to Persona Grata. And that was like a quick record turnaround. And so that was a little bit more intense, but this one we had actual time to think about things. And, um, really there wasn't like a lot of things to think about because there was a lot going on and it made it easy. Uh, as far as like lyrics go, uh, guitars go, Mike was writing a lot at his house. I was writing acoustic in my house here. And um, that was kind of the process, man. And then, you know, Mike played guitar and bass on the record as well. And uh, Dally drums, obviously, and myself spokely. And it came together really quickly and nicely. We're really proud of the way it came out together. What is your process? I mean, other than just sending files back and forth, like with you, does the music come first? Do the lyrics come first? Or is it like different every time? Uh, it's different every time. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I'll just write shit, you know, just like brain, you know, I, I was told my friend, like back in the day, it was in a touring band before I went on tour. that was local. Um, Alfie, his name was Alfie from Redfield. And uh, he's like, he's like, man, just write shit down and then go back and like reform it later. You know, just like make sure you get those thoughts out. And so I've been doing that since I was like 16, yeah. you know, really just like grass paper around my house, like just on the floor, you name it, you know, and guitar chords come out, you know, you pick the guitar up, you're all, oh, this kind of works with that thing. Ah, all right. And I've always been like a, a big chorus guy. I like choruses most, like present the idea of like what's happening. And then I'll write the uh, idealist uh, ideals of the entire song around them. You know what I mean? It's like explain what I'm talking about to come to this point. I would like to talk a little bit about, 
you know, you're talking about choruses, hooks, you know, like being into that. The one thing that I really like about the new record, and I mean, it's there on on previous records as well, your melodic choices are very unique. Has anyone ever told you that? Oh, I've not heard that. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) it's, well, I mean, it makes sense and they're catchy and everything, but like, I, I like the fact that you don't always go to, I don't know what the the traditional like re- resolution note would be. Sometimes you'll hit like one of the suspended notes or like it's just a very kind of fresh way of of singing melody and I don't know if anybody's ever told you that but I'm, I'm a music theory geek so I kind of dissect everything I hear. I appreciate that. No, thanks a lot. That's a lot to do with Mike too. Um he 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 likes uh dissonant chords. Yeah. Oh, clearly I have to write to dissonant chords when it's like any <laughs> I, uh, I tried a piece of that as well. You know, when I hear it, I'm all, well, I can't do this thing. Obviously I got to do this thing. Yeah. You know? And it, it just, it just makes it more intimate and it makes it more uh, emotional given the the tone of it. Are you very studied as far as like theory goes? Like when you're writing, do you know the chords that fit a certain key or are you just kind of oh, no. doing it by feel? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Yeah. No, Mikey knows what's up with the guitar playing and the chords and theory. Uh, I'm just like a guess at all. I had a friend actually, his name was Bruiser Brown. Uh, he, <laughs> I used to play out acoustic when I was learning, like learning how to play acoustic guitar and sing solo. And um, I just started doing open mic stuff. And he was like a bass player and he had a percussionist named David Livin. And I would just jump up and be like, all right, cool. You guys want to jam with me kind of thing. And they knew shit. Yeah. It was like six string. It was like six string bass, like this whole thing, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they knew, they knew their stuff. And I had no clue. I knew, you know, three chords of the truth, yeah. basically. And I got up there and they're like, they're like, we got done with the first set. And he's like, he's like, you have, he's like, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? Because <laughs> they did. And I was, I was like, man, honestly, I just jam. I'm like, I'm learning how to play guitar and I'm doing this because I'm trying to learn how to play guitar and sing at the same time. And uh, they were, again, professional. And uh, they were like, that's, we want to jam again. It's like, that's just kind of fun. Cause you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And that's, <laughs> he's like, it's just different. You're not doing the right thing, but it sounds fun. And it's cool. Yeah. And I was like, right on, man. <laughs> so it became a cool. I think that's really cool. Like I, I used to be that way. And then when I, when I went to college, I, I studied music theory and I kind of became the other side. So I have this like duality where I, I want to just jam and just do what I want to do. But then I also have all these numbers and crazy shit in my head and it, it's like a math problem. So I have to find that happy medium, you know? Surely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've, ever since I heard that from him, you know, as an old friend of mine, um, I opted not to so far look into music theory and just kind of go, you know, swing for the fences. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about touring that that's kind of a big deal for this show. So, uh, I, I, some people prepare stories. Sometimes I just hit them with the question, but, uh, do you have a tour story that, you know, is one that you always tell? Is there anything off the top of your head? I mean, anything kind of crazy from a tour or funny or, or scary or anything like that? Yeah, we toured. Uh, here's a fun one. It's like the last time I told a different story when I had an interview question like this. But this time around, it was uh, we were uh, on tour with No Use for a Name and uh, Some 41 on the Sony Face tour. And um, <laughs> it was going through Canada and stuff. And then we uh, no use for a name went on stage and our band they, we got pranked before like they before you know it was a tour prank thing yeah and then 
day after, and we're like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna get these guys, we're gonna get them. And uh, so news for name went on stage, and we went in their dressing room, the green room, whatever, and we hung all their furniture from the floor to the ceiling. <laughs> Pretty amazing. I mean, we took rope. We, we talked to people that worked there. Like, we need some really strong rope. So it was like couches, chairs, tables, you know, lights, you name it, man. And so we hung it all to the ceiling and, like, roped it up somehow. I don't remember how we did that. But <laughs> it's just like, go. But that stands out as a very strong, uh, strong memory in my mind. And uh, at the end, no use for name, uh, Tony even said um, on one of their interviews that the best prank they ever had put on them was by Authority Zero. So that was <laughs> <laughs> you told the story about us hanging their furniture uh, to the ceiling. That's awesome, man. Well, I tell you what, I, I always ask listener questions. I have uh, two today, if you wouldn't mind answering them. I'll be happy to. Cool. Okay. So Fred from California, he wants to know, were you influenced by any old Arizona bands like JFA? I was not, personally. You were like from Wyoming or somewhere, right? I was born here and then uh, uh, lived here about a year and then my parents got divorced and then I moved to Wyoming for about 13, 14, 14 years, 14 years. And my dad lived here still and then I came back to visit him in the summers and that's how the band started was I met some friends of mine uh, in the apartment complex I lived in and then the rest is history. Were there any good like bands maybe from Wyoming that you were into, like any local stuff back then? Nothing? Absolutely not. Had to do there. I skateboarded. I listened to Pennywise and Offspring, Rancid, you know, Bad Religion. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty dead as a kid. Awesome. And then I moved out. Thought I'd try some new shit. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, Fred, for your question. It looks like he was not influenced by JFA, <laughs> unless they Boys played Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, I apologize, man. <laughs> okay, and this kind of goes back to touring a little bit. Francesca from Argentina wants to know what are some of your favorite countries that you've toured in. Argentina. Oh, hello. Um, some of my favorite countries are Japan is one of my favorite countries. Honestly, I, mean, I love playing out there. It's like the camaraderie of the entirety of it is awesome. Um, Spain uh, is fucking awesome as well. I mean, the, the audience out there every time we go out, which is very far and few between, um, are just very just fist in the air and going rad. Jeez, uh, Greece. Greece is another one. Um, equally as like intense, um, UK, man, there's so many, I mean, it's been a great ride, you know, all around, but those are some that stand out really. Do you have any tour stories like, uh, where it got kind of sketchy? Like I've done some stuff in South America. We know when I was in the Ataris, we went to South Africa and there's been some sketchy times. Have you guys ever had promoter issues and the whole thing? Could you, any stories you could tell us about that? One sketchy time I can talk to you about is in Greece, speaking of which, it was one of our, our first time in Greece. And uh, it was downtown uh, in Athens. And uh, we were actually played a show and it was a packed house, like 300 kids. And it was just fucking amazing. It was like so good. It was such a good show. And like people were, like just, you know, full on like toward the stage, hot, sweaty, just dripped from the fucking ceiling. And all of a sudden uh, a revolution broke out outside the doors. Like, uh, something went down, you know, and like the promoter told us like, like stay inside, like right now, like seriously stay in here, like go in this back little room cubby thing and do that. You know, we're like, like uh, uh, sure thing. Absolutely. And so we're like fucking going over here for a minute. Uh, cause there's like a riot going on outside. And, uh, so we did. 
And so that one stands out a bit. Uh, also, there was a cool uh, story with us playing in a basement in not Russia. Uh, gosh. <laughs> Let's stick with that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think of where we were at. You bounce around so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys ever have any issues getting into Russia with the whole visa thing? We had a moment. Yeah, yeah we had a moment with yeah, when we first arrived, and then we had a moment with our drinks that happened, and we got sick as fuck, and then it continues on Switzerland, and we had diarrhea. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> I know all too well about all that stuff, man. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, right. So, Francesca, <laughs> Francesca, thank you so much for your question. I tell you, man, you, I've had a really good time talking to you today. I'm I'm so excited for the new record. Uh, Dally sent me like a streaming link on SoundCloud or something a long time ago though. It's great, man. It's, it's, it's really, really good, man. I mean, are you, what, what are your expectations now with, you know, do you think we're going to be able to tour? Do you think you're going to be able to tour the record anytime soon? I don't really know, man. Honestly, I, I mean, it's kind of seeing like kind of sitting back and watching and see what happens and what opens up or not. I mean, things seem to be opening a little piece by piece and everything's still tentative. Um, so it's kind of waiting to see how things roll, man. I mean, we put a lot of work in this album. We're hoping to get out there and play it for people live, uh, but we'll see how everything goes. Really, any uh, future solo stuff you're you're thinking about doing? Yeah, I've been working on um, a new record now that the Authority new record is put together, um, and I've been playing some songs, putting some things together in my office here, and hoping to get something put together uh, to at least release and then maybe play online if anything else. When you're, when you're writing songs, like, do you have like a solo mode and a band mode or when you write the song, do you know automatically which it goes to? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you just have a big vat of songs and you don't know what's solo or what's authority zero? Yeah, no, I got you. Um, yeah. A lot of times they come out like softer, you know, which you can always make harder, you know, you know, clearly with the way you change voice and dynamics. Um, but I mean, when I, when I, just pick the guitar up and like play a song. It's like, I, I know, I think automatically this is more of a, a solo song rather than like a banger for authority or something like that, yeah. you know, cause you know, we, I, I've done a couple uh, slower songs that I've done like big, bad world. Um, shoot struggle, you know, things of that nature that have made it onto authority records that were meant for solo, but they end up being a squeeze in kind of like, let's change it up for a minute here a little bit. I, th and, uh, I think I saw you're playing that, uh, what, Beach Life Festival or whatever, that thing that Jim's playing? Yeah, playing with Jim and uh, a lot of dudes, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of buds. I'm not sure exactly who's on like that. But. Shiflet's playing from the Foos. Like, I think a bunch of people are playing that thing, right? Yeah, no, it's going to be good, man. A couple weeks from now, I think. Do you know Do you know the date on that, by chance? Um, <laughs> that is on my phone. Hold on a second. Let's see. I got the I-12 right now. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to... Cancel, yeah. Uh, no coming back. Shoot. Um, I don't know. I can I can look it up and throw it in the show notes or talk about it on the outro. I just like to tell people the date so they can go check it out if they want to. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know the date. I know it's coming up here really, really soon. I did a Zoom meeting with uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives again the other, uh, yesterday uh, with Jim. He came on that as well. We talked about that. So Cool, man. Well, June 18th, the record drops. I'm so excited for you guys. It's a banger of a record. It's so good. And uh, as far as anything else you want to plug, is there anything else coming up that, that you've got going on? 
Uh, we're doing Circus Mexicus with Raj Clown and Peacemakers on June 10th and 11th out in Mexico, Rocky Point. If anybody's in the SoCal area, wants to come out to that. Uh, that's our first show with our new guitar player, Eric Walsh. Well, I mentioned that we have a new guitar player. Um, Eric Walsh is the new guitar player from a band called Poor Habit out of SoCal as well. And um, from there, it's really just check out the websites and see for future dates and we'll see what pops up. Where can people check you guys out as far as like your web presence? Um, well, for solo, jasonavore.com, uh, authority, authorityzero.com. And uh, also Facebook is facebook.com backslash something. Just look authority zero up. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up if they, if they search for it. So search yeah. for that and you'll find it. Yeah. I, apparently I don't look much. <laughs> well that's cool man i've had a blast having you on today please in the future solo stuff or whatever you guys have if you want to come back we'll chat again okay i do thank you man oh, i'll talk to you later man thanks take care man bye so there it was my conversation with mr jason devore from authority zero i had such a blast getting to know jason and gaining some insight into a band that i've been a fan of for years uh, I, I want to really urge you to check out the new Authority Zero album, Oli Oli Oxenfree. It is streaming now. It's awesome. And you need to grab a physical copy as well. If you want to do that and see all the dates for their upcoming North American tour, you need to head on over to authorityzero.com. So that is it for this week. I appreciate you spending so much time with me every week. Uh, I tell you all the time. It Without you, it would not be what it is. Uh, the support that I get from the community of listeners out there, all the feedback, all the stuff on the socials. I love all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, if you want to get more involved, we do have a discord server. You can go on over to our website, tototpodcast.com and sign up for that. And uh, I really, really appreciate everybody out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Follow us on the socials. That'd be a good a good thing to do if you like the show. It's at TOTOT Podcast. I would urge you also, if you haven't already, check out my new band, Fire Sale. We have a, a single that is streaming currently, our debut single. It's called Dark Hearts. And we have a video for that that's, that I think is pretty cool. It's on YouTube. Uh, you can check out all of that at Fire Sale is a band on the socials and firesaleisaband.com for merch and all the other information. I just got the uh, updated news today. Our new single from our 7-inch drops Friday the 13th in August. Quite a fitting day for a song that we're dropping that's about vampires. Uh, so yeah, Friday the 13th, our new single drops. It's entitled Mercy Brown. I think you guys are going to dig it. That same day, the pre-sale for our debut 7-inch goes live and uh, you can pick up a copy. We got a couple cool colors, and I think you're really gonna dig it. So, thank you for listening to all my self-indulgent band talk. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with me for any reason, uh, fire sale related, or my podcast that one time on tour, it's very very easy. Tot podcast at gmail.com, or all of the info and all the social links and everything. All the episodes, episode pages with all the information, whatever you want, is at tototpodcast.com. Grab some merch while you're there. Give Sarah something to do. She'll print some shirts. She'll send them out to you. It'll be awesome. So before I jump out of here, I'm going to play some music like I always do. 
I'm going to play the title track from the new Authority Zero record, Ollie Ollie Oxenfree. It's entitled Ollie Ollie Oxenfree. I can't get enough of this song, and I think you're going to love it as much as I do. Shout out and congrats to Jason and Dally and all the guys in Authority Zero. Just amazing job on the new record. It's so great, and you guys have to check it out. As a reminder, I will be taking the month of July off. I have taken... uh, I haven't really taken more than a week off at a time in almost three in in over three years. And this break is much needed. I've got all kinds of stuff going on. I will be back in August with some stellar new episodes and new awesome guests. Thank you so much for the support. Like I said before, I hope you stick around. You stay on the TOTOT train. You stay a part of the TOTOT family. I'm not going away forever. I'm just taking a little summer break for a couple weeks and then I will be back. I also have a couple little bonus episodes I might be posting. They're not like full-on normal episodes, but I've got some cool stuff to put out into the atmosphere, out into the universe to let you check out. Schedule permitting. I'm going to try to get them out there. But uh, I love you guys and gals. Like I always say, I'm going to just go through my, my spiel here. Remember to wash your hands and wear your masks. I know you don't have to wear your mask anymore if you're vaccinated, but it's still kind of a respect thing. Just wear it until we're totally out of this shit. Uh, Be kind to one another. That is a big deal. And I'll see you guys in August. As always, this is Chris. Peace.
Fredrickson from Rancid. This is Mark O'Connell from Taking Back Sunday. This is Tom from MXPX. Hey, this is Jay Bentley from Bad Religion. This is Vinny from Less Than Jake. This is Travis from Coe and Cambria. This is Chris number two for the band Anti-Flag. Hey, this is Ricky Rocket from Poison. This is Pete Parada from The Offspring. Hey, this is Zach Blair from Rise Against. Hey, this is Eddie from the band Thrice. Hi, this is Frank Turner. Hey, this is Jim from Pennywise. Hey, this is Eric Smelly, the drummer of No Effects. Hi, this is Bill from Faith and More. Hey, this is Chris from Propagandy. Hi, this is Roy from No Use for Name. Hi, this is Ben Gilly. I'm Silverchair. This is Stefan from Descendants, and you're listening to That One Time On Tour with Chris Swinney. Hey, are you guys still there? This is Chris. I'm breaking back into the action at the end. I don't know if anybody listens till the end of these episodes, but uh, I wanted to give you guys something for free. It's first come, first serve. And if you get this, please message me, email me, whatever, and let me know that you got it. A friend of the show, Scott from the band Zayo, He gave me a bunch of records, and I have all these on vinyl, and I also have them digital, but I have a digital download. So if you would like a free copy of Xenophobe Fear Itself 7-inch by Zayo, you need to go to officialzayo, that is Z-A-O, dot bandcamp, dot com, forward slash yum, Y-U-M, officialzayo, dot bandcamp, dot com, forward slash yum, and you enter the code in M G all lowercase N M G nine dash V H five V all of the letters are lowercase. Here's that code again. N M G nine dash V H five V. If you guys grab this free Zayo seven inch, let me know. Hit me up. Thanks a lot. I'll see you in August. Peace. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. 
Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Okay.